Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. I have today, which I'm really excited about, um, we're going to talk about twin flames. I have been confused about twin flames, I think, my whole life. <laughs> and I have had so many people come to me and talk about twin flame. I asked them what it means, and I have never gotten an explanation that sits right with me, that makes sense, that just vibrationally sits right with me. And I am so happy to have with us today, Al Hari, who has written Twin Flames Exposed. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, she experienced her own twin flame journey, and at which point she left her career as a lawyer to help others navigate their own paths toward ascension. She works with students now to unconditionally love themselves, manifest their greatest dreams. Her mission is, um, and her passion is to expand people's awareness of the truth of the twin flame journey and assist humanity's spiritual ascension on the global scale. So as you can see, twin flame and speaking are hard to do together. <laughs> I'm going to keep going, though. <laughs> she has written four best-selling books, including Twin Flames Exposed, um, Love Exposed, Yes, They Can, and uh, Savvy Spirituality which is a sophisticated, fun, and fabulous person's ultimate guide to everlasting happiness. And I have to congratulate you. You have um, been named to the prestigious Brains Global 500 list of 2020 with Kamala Harris. I always mess that up. Uh, Elon Musk and the top 10 powerful woman 2021 on Yahoo Finance. That is quite an honor. Welcome to the show, Ellie. Al, I'm sorry, Al. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to you. the show. And thanks so much for writing this book because I honestly was lost with Twin Flames. I was absolutely lost. But let's start with what broke you open to learn about Twin Flames. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Barb. I'm so excited to be here. And you're not alone. <laughs> um, like 99% of any information you find about twin flames out there is, is either misconstrued, misunderstood, and just incorrect or made up. Um, but what, how I happened upon this was I experienced my twin flame journey. It was eight years ago in 2013. I had just um, ended a, a contentious two-year divorce. I was a single mom, new single mom of very young preschool age kids. And, um, you know, just out of a marriage, trying to look to have some fun and just, mm -hmm. you know, get on with a new phase of my life. And then I met who ended up being my twin flame, unbeknownst to me at the time. Um, but, you know, it, we were together for six short, wonderful, blissful, amazing magnetic weeks. And then he just disappeared and ghosted. And oh. I couldn't get over it. I was a yeah. dysfunctional shattered mess on the floor mm -hmm. for six months. I mean, I couldn't function. I couldn't be the mom to my kids. I wanted to be, I couldn't focus on my, my, 
law practice. I couldn't do anything that I, I just couldn't function. Every day I got up, laid on my floor for like 10 hours and cried. <laughs> Seriously, wow. just wanting the universe to take me some, somehow out of this misery. And it didn't make any sense. You know, I wasn't, I was so like heartbroken and shattered and we'd only been together for six months here. I was like coming out of a marriage and, you know, I never was like that before. Um, and I just couldn't, I didn't know what was, it was something was different was going on and I knew it. And so I actually sought the help of 13 different spiritual advisors and, and psychics, a voodoo mambo, a therapist. Wow. No one could back then, eight years ago, Twin Flames wasn't even a buzzword in those circles. Like no one mentioned it to me in six months until the 13th psychic I found on a psychic call in line mentioned Twin Flames to me. And then at that point, I Googled Twin Flames. And back then, again, not much stuff came up. It was like one page mm -hmm. on Google. And the top entry was for this lady who became my amazing teacher, saved my life. Her name was Leora, and she was located in Australia. So um, I went right on her website, signed up for a couple courses or um, sessions with her and had one that night. And within two weeks, um, I was functioning again. Within 30 days, like a month, I was feeling amazing and but like three months later, my twin flame was magnetized back into my life. And even after that, I still worked with her, you know, um, because she really was so well-versed and knowledgeable um, about the Ascension process. And the twin flame journey is really part of the Ascension process. And, you know, I worked with her every single day for two years. And then she, she passed on. Mm -hmm. And then a year after that, her website was taken down, which meant access to her teachings weren't available or yeah, any of the other amazing shame. stuff she had. I know. So that's when I wrote Twin Flames Exposed because um, I just knew there had to be other people out there going through what I went through and they didn't have the benefit of her expertise and help and guidance anymore. And so I really wrote it as an homage to her and then also to kind of provide some clarity about really what the Twin Flame journey is, because that was always her biggest pet peeve as well, is that everything she said was taken out of context and, and just, you know, right. <laughs> misused right. or misconstrued. And, you know, and she's I had a hard time coming to the information, finding the information. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything's yeah, sure. changed. Let me ask yeah. you, are you still with your twin flame? Yes. No, oh, good. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I want a happy ending. Well, well, <laughs> well, 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 wait, I'm sorry. There is no ending, though. For, oh, that's know, the true. lifetime isn't yeah. even an ending. Yeah. Eternally, we're all always with our twin flames, you know, because mm -hmm. we're eternally one, <laughs> you know, we're the same soul. You know what? Let's start with what is a twin flame? Sure. That's yeah. a great place to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a twin flame. So in order to understand this, you must first resonate with the fact that we're all souls. We are all energy, souls, energy. And that's what we are. We're energy. And our souls originate in 5D, which is not the dimension that we live in in the physical world, which is 3D. And why that's important is because the third dimension, the 3D, the, the energetic paradigm is different. It's one of duality and opposites. You know, we have like up and down, hot and cold, in and out, good and bad, light and dark. In 5D, it's not like that. 5D, everything just is. And that's why we incarnate here into every lifetime is so that we can ex learn about things because the way to learn about things is really through, um, you know, comparables and by learning what it's not sometimes. You know, if you hold something up, is it up or down? Well, you don't know until you know what down is or up is, right? right. It's all right. relative. You don't know if you're happy unless you've ever experienced sad. Not, right, yeah. exactly. So that's why we actually incarnate here in every lifetime to learn throughout the lifetimes things uh, 
by learning what things aren't. And we can't do that in 5D because everything just is in 5D. There's nothing to compare anything to. So, um, so when our soul incarnates here, it, it is energy, remember, but it needs to assimilate into the same energetic paradigm of the third dimension, which is of duality and opposites. So it needs to make two opposites of itself. And in energetic terms, opposites are called polarities. So there's one polarity in the physical body of one twin flame and the other polarity in the physical body of the other twin flame. Therefore, everyone has and is a twin flame is how we're all created. And everyone has only one twin flame. Hmm. Now, is your twin flame then the opposite of you? Like if if you're a happy person, they're a depressed person. <laughs> no, I know you don't share um, anything physical with the twin flame, right? You're two separate, different physical bodies and personalities, um, and you know, like thoughts. Anything physical, um, you you don't share, but you're 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 always connected. You're always the same soul, which is what you are, because really we inhabit these physical bodies. We rent them for each lifetime. But you know, at the end of each lifetime, and we change lifetime, and eventually in, into eternity when we reach ascension, we're just going to be our souls. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can never separate yourself from your soul <laughs> or your soul in two. So yeah. therefore, you're always you're always one with your twin flame and connected with your twin flame. But that's what you share is that strong, the strongest bond, the strongest energy there is, is your soul. And that's what twin flames share. They don't share the same personality traits or physicality. Mm-hmm. But um, in the duality, mm-hmm. see, my mind wants this. And I do apologize because in no. reading your book, I realized it's a soul journey and it's yes. not a mind journey. But my mind wants it and we're on the radio. So we're going to go there. Um are they opposite of you? I, and Or just physically, one has nothing to do with the other, is what you're saying. Um, well, I mean... See, I want them to be opposite. If I'm, if I'm short, they're tall. If, oh, like, yeah, no. You know, these kind of things. It's if, if there's a duality, they should be opposite of me. <laughs> the duality is in the energy, though. And so, yes, the, the energy is an exact opposite. And if you think of the energy as a wave, an energetic frequency, like a radio wave or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you're on one, one end of it, they're on the other. And so okay. you, should, you should have that same energetic wave and frequency. And the only rise, reason why you're on two opposite ends of it is because of that duality. And it's only um, the part of your soul that's in the physical world. Because when you incarnate here, most of your soul still stays in 5D. You know, it's, yeah. it's where it is, it's where it originates, it's where it's seated. But, you know, it kind of parts of it like dip down when it incarnates here. Right. And it's that mm-hmm. that part of it, because really your soul is, is transdimensional, omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's that powerful. Right. And so what I say it, is you're the drop and the ocean. <laughs> exactly. Both. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So um, but the part of it that drops down here into the or into the 3D, um, you know, just that part is the only part that gets polarized. And so, and that's the parts that inhabit the two physical bodies. But again, even though physically looking at it from your physical senses, it looks like your two physical bodies are not connected when you're on one side of the planet and your twin flame is on the other physically, you're still always connected through your soul, through um, this, you're the same, uh, you look at it as um, an energetic field, right? And you're both uh, a part of that energetic field. And you're always connected. You're always always connected. Yeah. You're the exact same energy. Yeah. So that brings us into what is a twin, a twin flame journey? Yes, that's a good question because it is a difference. So everyone has and is a twin flame. 
everyone has crossed paths with their twin flame in every lifetime. Like right now, everyone listening knows their twin flame in some capacity. Now, to what degree and in which way? I mean, that's all unique and individual, but there's people who've grown up next door to their twin flames. There's people who work with their twin flames, people who are married to their twin flames, and they just don't know their twin flames. Um, but to people who are friends with their twin flames. But, you know, um, what happens with the twin flame journey is that all of a sudden, and there's no way to consciously or intentionally make this happen or will it to happen. This is all just on the deepest subconscious level, the soul, the soul decides it's ready and it recognizes itself on the soul level within the physical body of the, tw- of the twin flame. And so what that does is it activates those polarities because until that happens, we call that soul recognition when the soul recognizes itself. And that's the beginning of the twin flame journey. But until that happens, the polarities I spoke about within each uh, physical body of the twin flames, they're dormant, right? So they're not activated. So, so they're not really uh, doing anything. You know, that's why you can be married to your twin flame and not know it. And it's fine and peaceful for years, or you can live next door to your twin flame or be friends with your twin flame. Those, those polarities didn't become activated yet, but that soul recognition, suddenly the polarities become activated and they build up and that build What does that mean? The polarities become activated. So they just kind of turn on, right? Um, And the polarities meaning the recognition well, the recognition happens when the soul, uh, the soul just recognizes itself. Mm-hmm. With, it's not a conscious recognition. Like the, the right. people don't know, the physical bodies don't know this is even happening. But it's just on the deepest soul level, the soul recognizes itself within the two physical bodies of its two physical bodies, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the polarities then turn on. And what happens the polarities is polarities meaning, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting to that. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm sorry about that. I'm trying to jump. No, I know. I okay. I'll be quiet. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain how this, I'm getting. Thank right you. <laughs> so when the polarities become activated, they build up and that build up is really intense. And the twin flames are drawn together physically like magnets. And this is when you have that blissful period and you feel like no one ever understood you as much. It feels like home, mm. all these amazing things. And then, the buildup, though, it reaches a tipping point. And at that tipping point, that's when the two polarities start to manifest. And they manifest physically as a push-pull dynamic. So one twin flame becomes the push energy. The other twin flame becomes the pull energy. And remember, I said they're on two opposite ends of the same energetic right. wave and frequency. So one is pushing, the other is pulling at the same time. So then, as you can imagine, it with that going on, it's, it's almost impossible for the two physical bodies of the twin flames to come together for any sustained uh, period of time, as long as the one's pushing and the other's pulling away in tandem. One pushes towards the pull, the pull pulls away from the push in tandem. And that's how it manifests. Which is so, like magnets, as you say in your book, like magnets. Yeah. So like versus like magnets together, like, yeah. but you can turn magnets around and they repel, mm-hmm. you know, they like you can't even yeah. push them they, together. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. That's kind of a heartbreak. You know, you get this perfect, blissful mm-hmm. few months and then, uh, you know, then one of you pushes away or you yeah. push each other away. That's kind of a heartbreak. Yeah, you know, it's to, shattering. It's shattering. Yeah, yeah. In um, more ways than one. <laughs> right. So how do you get over that part? Um, and we're going to be taking a break in a few minutes. So, you know, well, let's let's talk about first um, when you have a student that comes in shattered as you are, you were, you know, um, 
how do you even breach that kind of heartbreak to get to them? And you know what? Um, Let's take a break now. I don't want to get into anything too much, and then we have to take a break. So let's go ahead and take a break now, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about the polarities and how to really start this journey and and get past the shattered to get to that point. So we'll be right back to talk again with Al Hart on Twin Flames Exposed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley. We're back with Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. And we're talking to Al Hari on Twin Flames Exposed, and we're jumping into the Twin Flame journey and what Twin Flames are, which is mind-blowing. So, Al, I I laughed with, if you have a student that comes to you that is totally shattered by having met their Twin Flame and then having having lost their Twin Flame is what it feels like, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. Um, how do you work with them? Yeah, that's, so that's a really great question. So first, it's important to understand what happens when uh, when the twin flames go into the push-pull. So one twin flame's energy is pushing, the other twin flame is pulling in tandem, right? Mm-hmm. And when that happens, when the pull twin flame pulls away, they tend to ghost disappear, block the other twin flame. And this seems to come seemingly seems to come out of nowhere almost, right? It's very fast. It's a very quick, uh, you know, um, phenomenon that fly by. It's a fly by. Out of nowhere. (laughs) Most people are blindsided. Like, I don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And when that happens, so the push twin flame, it's, it's necessary to understand what this energy is. The push pull is duality, right? Which we explained all duality, all of it, the whole Third, third dimension paradigm of duality, all the 3D physical world is fear-based energy. 
It's all fear Mm -hmm. because it gives the illusion of separation and that you're separate from something when really we're not. Even though um, I could be separate from this chair, I look like we're two separate things physically. We're connected because there's energy from both of us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything and everyone is energy. And if you look at the planet from like a bird's eye point of view, and if you looked at just the energy, it looks like one big matrix or spider web of everything and everyone interconnected. So there's no such thing as us being separate from anything. It's just the illusion of the 3D physical world and the physical senses that make it appear that we're separate. And that is what duality is. So, um, you know, and that's fear-based energy. So this push-pull energy of the twin flames, this duality is fear-based energy. Fear-based energy is what controls our mind and all our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's also addictive. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's very... Uh, yeah, so it controls your mind. So it's very into, um, you know, finding out information and everything. Yeah, it can, addictive right? in the drama kind of part, addictive. Uh, yeah, addictive. To, like drama. Well, the push twin flame. So it controls the mind, that push energy. And so it's addicted to the push energy can only focus pretty much on the pull twin flame, that physical mm-hmm pull twin flame who's no longer there right Right, and so it's addicted to like what's that what's my twin flame doing where did they go what Mm -hmm. were they doing it with everything and so it becomes obsessive and Mm -hmm. it's a very obsessive thing that takes over your mind and unless you're usually like that which most people aren't to this to this degree at least you know eventually it subsides this will not subside your soul won't let it subside so you think you're a crazy person you're stalking them on social media everyone they know on social media who are they looking up who they're with like you know finding these people they're dating now or whatever and you know just looking for answers and talking about them all over. the time you can't you know yeah. you can't think about anything else mm-hmm. if from from when you wake up till you go to sleep at night and then you dream about them all night right it's just you just can't it's just your mind will not let up and so it's very um that's very confusing and scary for most people because they don't even recognize themselves anymore so there's right. that going on the obsessive th- thoughts and the addictiveness to the twin flame and then also with that there's something called core wound pain, which um, occurs either in your heart, solar plexus, or sacral chakra. And it's pain, like, but it, it, there's, there's um, a spectrum of how it can be. So it can range from anywhere from like a tightening to a fluttering to like almost like a butterfly type feeling all the way over to feeling like your soul's been ripped out of your body. There's a gaping hole and you've been disemboweled. I was on that end of the spectrum. Wow. <laughs> and my, my teacher and I both have not ever met anyone ever who has been to the degree I was, but there's anywhere in between any of those things. Um, there's is where it can fall and it's something in your feeling in your heart, your solar plexus or your sacral chakra. And so that's core wound pain. And that's very directly tied to actually the, well, because it's all fear-based energy, but how, how much the pain is activated is very much tied to the obsessive thoughts onto, uh, the twin mm-hmm. flame. So, so really, you're rewounding too. With every thought, you're rewounding. You're, yes, you're re, you're yeah. activating your your core wound pain. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it's like something nothing you could experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what's necessary? What we do with our students when they come in is first we have them understand, and you know most people are in this state where you know. They're just like, whatever at first, you know, they want to get to, you know, just the juicy stuff. Let me do actually something. Well, fear-based energy, naturally, it wants to do as well. You know, it wants to learn. It wants to do because it feels like 
you know, if it, its biggest fear of the fear-based energy is that it, it loses its false sense of control. It thinks it's in control. Your mind thinks it's controlling everything when it's not. Mm-hmm. Your soul is actually orchestrating everything in your life. But, you know, our minds all, always want to think that we, we're in control. We have all this free will. We're, you know, we're doing everything. And really, right. it's not. Our soul is. And no one's minds are going to be loving me or <laughs> hearing me say that. But, you know, it's the <laughs> truth. But our minds convince us that we have this false sense of control. And how they feel in control is by accumulating as much knowledge and information as it can by um, doing as much activity or things it can, you know, as long as it keeps doing and thinking and, and figuring out, trying to figure out stuff, analyze stuff, it feels and like it's all to keep the fear at bay. Really? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So our first thing, you know, we make sure our students understand, look, whatever you're doing here, what you have to do it for you without trying to worry about getting your twin flame back or whatever. Cause as long as you're thinking about getting that twin flame back, you're, you're pushing your energy onto your twin flame. So your twin flame is never going to be able to come back because the push pull, you know, Mm -hmm. that's how it works. Um, And then we have to get them to stop the push. And Mm -hmm. because polarity by definition, you need two. So it only takes one twin flame to stop the push pull for both. Right. So, and it's usually, it's always the push twin flame who comes looking for the help because they're the ones left there. They're the ones who can focus on it. The pull mm-hmm. twin flame leaves. And I mean, they, they go through their own torment about it themselves. I was too. wondering about that. Yeah. yeah they're, what do they feel? Yeah. Oh, they're totally confused and, and whatever, but you know, their, their fear-based energy of their mind will make up something like they'll get them mad at you or make up some kind of stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, really what they do is the, they feel that push energy subconsciously on them and it makes them feel like suffocated, like, oh, I got to get away, you know, right. it's, it's right. overpowering to is them. Is that the runners and chasers? That's some people call it that. Yeah. But that's yeah. not what's going on. I had never because, heard that before. Yeah. 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 That, that's not, it's not, they're not intentionally running. No one's mm-hmm. intentionally chasing. This is all the energy. I mean, right. they're not doing anything more than the push is doing, you know, trying purposely to be mm-hmm. a crazy psycho. It's all the energy that's doing it. Um, and, but, you know, usually no one's aware of it when it starts to happen. And the pull twin flame is usually never aware of it. And that's fine. They don't have to be, that's not their role here. The push Mm -hmm. is aware of it eventually when they go Googling about it, because that's all they're doing. Remember, they have to find information and then eventually they're led when their soul is ready, leads them to their teacher. And then, so, you know, they learn how to stop the push, um, first things first, obviously that your intention has to be to stop trying to get their twin flame back or work, focus on their twin flame. And then after that, it's, you know, basically getting, stopping the obsessive thoughts, um, deactivating, yeah. <laughs> yeah, deactivating the core wound pain. Um, and then they're able to actually access and feel, you can actually feel and work with and access your soul energy, which is the most powerful energy there is in the universe next to source energy. And it's just amazing and beautiful. Actually, this is this journey. It sounds awful. This beginning part, and <laughs> it has to be painful to alert you to wake you up. It's a wake up call mm-hmm. to be like, you know, Hey, there's something different going on here. This is not a normal, you know, breakup relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise everyone would just gloss over and be like, Oh, okay. Moving on next, <laughs> you know, time mm-hmm. to get over it. But no, it, it, that's why um, people can't move on and get over people. I'm convinced most of the people out there who are just stuck and want to get their exes back or manifest their SP back or all that. Most of them are probably on a twin flame journey. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure. And they just don't realize that that's what it is. So how do you fix this? So, so you're stepping back from the obsessiveness, from the stalking you're, and this is a white knuckle thing, right? Where, you know, when you're in that mode, you're really at this point, just forcing yourself not to 
um, not to stalk, not to look, not to to separate somehow from from your twin flame or from the need to have your twin flame, which is a very difficult thing to do. So what's the next step? Even if you can do that, white knuckle it, what do you do next? Well, it's not it, the way we, our process is it, do, it doesn't really make it feel like white knuckle, you know. White See, knuckle, I'm living this here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. It, it's like white knuckle makes you feel like you're going cold turkey, right? And mm-hmm. withdrawal and like almost like from a drug and it is. Your, your fear-based energy is addictive. I call we call it your your resident junkie. It's addicted yeah. to that physical form of your twin flame, um, because it never felt so high as it did in the mm-hmm. beginning. You know, the buildup of the of those polarities, and it never felt so low and came crashing down. You know, when when the right. polarity started to manifest. So you know, it is. It's like a drug, um, and it is like breaking an addiction. But it's not. It's not cold turkey. Our process makes it very very smooth and easy and um there's a whole process to it when you really it's it's really just dealing with the energy not dealing with the physicality mm-hmm. of it if that makes sense um and we quite frankly we have um our the some of the basic the basic techniques that we use for um our twin flame students um people if not on the twin flame journey even have found that it's helped them deal with things and one of those is is addiction and recovery as well as people on the twin flame journey have come they, they've been able to kick a lot of their a lot of addictive behaviors besides just this it's really beautiful mm-hmm. it's amazing i mean this is this is like this is like gold. It's a gold mine just knowing this stuff. Can and you tell me a little journey. bit about the process? Sure. So, like I said, first is intention. It always starts mm-hmm. with intention. And that just sounds so simple, but, you know, truth is simple. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very simple. This whole entire process is actually simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why it's not easy is because our minds, which, again, the fear-based energy, it controls our mind, doesn't trust simple because it Again, it thinks like it has to know more, do more, make it more complicated than it is because that gives it its false sense of control. But it is a false sense because it's not a control ever. So, um, yeah, there's intention. And then, you know, it's about really um, we teach them how to get out of their minds. And so they're no longer identify themselves with their thoughts and their their surface feelings and emotions. And in so doing that, we weren't able to um, guide them to deactivate their core wound pain. Once the core wound pain is deactivated, meaning they don't feel, you know, remember I told you it's either in the heart, solar plexus, or sacral chakra. They're then able to actually tune in and we teach them how to feel their, their actual soul energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's very subtle at first. So that's why they have to have the core wound deactivated because that's usually a stronger feeling. And then it, it overshadows anything they could feel about their soul energy. But once, once they, they can um, access that, then we teach them how to actually work with that energy. And we out and it, it, in doing that, they alchemize their fear-based energy and transmute it into love, which means there's there every time they do that, they're, incrementally shifting closer and closer into alignment with their soul, which is our soul's energy. And that energy is love. And so uh, every time you alchemize fear-based energy, it's permanent. It's always alchemized forever. It gets alchemized into love. It's the universal law of the perpetual transmutation of energy. Lower vibrations are always al- transmuted into higher vibrations. Fear is lower than love. So it's transmuted into love and all your love energy is your soul. So you align closer to that, which is closer to your physical form of your twin flame, because I share your soul. And it's also, you start magnetizing in um, 
things that resonate more closely with your truth and your soul. And that includes everything from peace, happiness, your passions, your true soul's purpose, abundance, um, joy, uh, everything, everything you desire. It's amazing. So as you get closer to your own soul or I don't know how to put this or um, a line, a line is the word you use and that's exactly what it is. Um, It is truly with your own soul. You are no longer concerned about the other person or really anything else. You are aligning with your own soul, which is loving yourself, as you said in the book. And your process to get to that point, you said love, you know, it's loving yourself and balance Mm -hmm. and balance is very important. It looks like, and I wasn't sure really what the balance part was in the book. (laughs) Well, balance is um, when I say alchemize or transmute the fear-based energy, that's what, that's what we call balance. It's, it's transmuting, it's balancing the fear-based energy. So we balance it out. Right. Um, that, that's what I mean by balance. I'm, okay. You're actually neutralizing the polarities within your shared energetic field of your soul. And then when that happens, when there's no more push, there's no more pull, and then it's neutral. And then in that space, your soul can bring its two physical bodies back together again. That's how it happens. Seems so simple. <laughs> it was very simple. It's, it's I know. It's, simple. It seems so simple. Yeah. And at the end of the show, by the way, we're going to talk about where to get hold of Elle and, and about her classes and how to sign up for her classes. So, you know, I, I don't want people thinking, oh, my God, how do I get here? You know, <laughs> um, so we are going to provide all of that information to everybody. Awesome. Um, this I'm kind of stuck on the letting go of that pain, you know, stepping out of that. It's just actually fascinating to me because I've, I, you know, I've been in that obsessive thinking, that rounded, what I call rounded thinking. And when you're caught in that, that's a very hard thing to step away from. It's very hard to stop it, to not, um, to step out of it, frankly. You know, it's very hard thing oh, yeah. to do. It's very hard so, to do. Yeah, it's like a right, cycle, right. especially regarding the twin flame, because that's your mind has never been so fixated on something before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I want to get into people talk about, um, you know, I've had people come to me and they talk about twin flames. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they are twin flames. <laughs> but you know what? Before we get into that part, I want to take a break now and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the pseudo twin flames that that people are kind of chasing after. I don't think they are twin flames. So we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, 
is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourselves, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and welcome back to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. We are back with... Al Hari. You know, I've been searching for these answers for quite a bit of time. Um, We're back talking about Twin Flames Exposed. Um, And we've been talking about what it is and what the journey is. Now we're going to talk about what the process is to try to get to that ability to, uh, you explain it. Yeah. So the ability to be able to uh, work with your soul energy and actually shift closer into alignment with your soul, and which is also alchemizing or transmuting or balancing out your fear-based energy. Um, and this is, again, this is only regarding your twin flame and twin flame journey, um, because that's what the twin flame journey is about, is doing it with, within yourself. And that's what the twin flame is yourself. And that's why this is a journey of self-love and focus on yourself. Ascension, it would be we're doing that. You've already done it with your twin flame and yourself, and with everything and everyone else in the entire physical world, and that's how you reach ascension. This is only one part of the ascension process. I just want to clarify that this is only regarding our twin flame, twin flame journey at this point that I'm talking about. But is okay. there ascension on the earth plane before we go past that? People, you know, is there ascent? Is it possible on the earth plane to reach ascension? I'm going a little bit off subject here. Sorry. Oh, yes, yes. That's that's how we will do it. Um, you know, we'll still you can actually reach here. ascension on the earth plane. I to me, if you reach ascension, you die. <laughs> you actually uh, leave, you know. Oh, so kind of. No. Now there's a push, Paul. You don't quite want to get that good. <laughs> yeah. You will have no need for your physical for anything. Like I said, you you have fear based energy is also attachment. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have no attachment to anything physical, including your body, which means the closer you are to ascension, the less food you're going to need, the less water, even like basic survival things, you're not going to need them anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And eventually, yes, you will leave your physical body. But, you know, for, you know. You can you reach ascension in your physical body when you, you can when it. you reach it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> You'll physically be here still. Um, okay. Not in this lifetime for most people <laughs> you know, yeah. listening. Uh, or That's us. what I'm I mean, thinking. I know there yeah. are a few masters and you know mm-hmm. living in mountains that managed to <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> but let's yeah, but, talk about the process. You know, right. how do you do this? 
Yes. Yeah, How so, do you start this journey? So, um, like I said, you need to get out of your mind first um, to, you know, really stop the obsessive thoughts and to deactivate your core wound pain first. In order to get out of your mind, that means being present. And so, um, present, you know, it, it, mean, it means, like, you know, you're just, you're in your center, really. Um, we teach our students how to get present um, relative, well, once you're on this journey and you learn the process, you can just drop into presence. But a lot of people, you know, first to get present, they do things like meditate. Um, we don't teach meditation necessarily, but I mean, that's the way people can get present. Um, I always recommend this to uh, every single one of my students. It's in the second module of our coaching program and to read Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Um, it's not just a woo-woo book. It was on the you know New York Times bestseller list mm-hmm. for decades. Um, it just it's a it really explains what presence is and being and how how important it is because it is all that's real. Our mind, our fear-based energy, all of that cannot exist in the present. So whenever we're present, we're at, there is no mind, there is no fear, um, and that's when we really are able to get into our soul, um, our soul space. Um, but you know we can't stay there forever all the time. Um, we're going to be brought out of it and until we reach ascension, ascension would be always being present, right? right. Um, but we're not there yet. So that's fine. But, you know, just as often throughout the day, you can just remember to just, you know, take a few deep breaths and just like close your eyes and just bring your awareness to your heart center. This is challenging to do when you have obsessive thoughts constantly running. Believe me, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's right. just the more you can do that and practice and the more you can get present, um, you know, the easier it's going to be to stop. Well, you don't really stop the obsessive thoughts, but you just... You kind Come of detach back in. from them. Come right. back into yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. you you disidentify or associate or attach with uh, those thoughts. Because most people are going around, we think we're believing our thoughts. We we are we think we are our thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what we think. Right. But we're not. You know, we can, you can take a step back. And if you do meditate, you're you're very familiar with this process. You take a step, you you get out and you watch your thoughts float on by. Right. Mm-hmm. Without without even giving them a second thought, without attaching yeah. to them, without having any emotion with them. Mm-hmm. And that's really all they are. They're just, you know, little wisps of anything. But we attach emotion to them and we because be- we believe all our own thoughts. We but believe not we real. are our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we're not our minds at all. We are our soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you're able to get present. Well, what does that do for you? What is, where to from there? So it enables you to get out of your fear and your mind, enables you to see it from an outside third person objective, um, you know, uh, view, perspective. And when you're able to do that, like I said, you can just let it go by because you're no longer in it, you're out of it. So you're no longer feeling it, you're no longer believing it, you're just seeing it, um, objectively speaking, right, from, from like a third person. So you're no longer attach yourself to the thoughts. So You've separated from your thoughts. Right. Yeah. Which is really the truth of it. You are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so doing, you're no longer believing them. And see, every emotion we have, every feeling we have, whether it's good or bad, comes from the belief in our thoughts. And that belief in our thoughts is that either whatever thought we're having, whatever it is in the world, that it's either a quote unquote good thing or quote unquote bad thing. But that judgment of good and bad is just our own, 
our own mind, our own fear-based energy is judgment. Our fear-based energy is very judgy. Our soul's not judgy. Everything's just perfect. But to our, our mind and uh, controlled by our fear-based energy, everything has to be good or bad. That's duality, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if we, if we have a thought like, oh, I'm not with my twin flame right now, you know, my twin flame left me, that's bad. If we're believing that's bad, then we're going to feel bad about that. But, you know, you can take a step back and you can just watch that thought and be like, wait, do I have to judge that as a bad thing? Well, no, I don't. Because guess what? This journey <laughs> has to happen. And this is, this journey is about more than physically being with your twin flame. Yes, it's how it usually starts. Yes, that, I mean, you can, you can have that again once you know how to do this process. But that's your soul. That's not what your, this journey is about so much more than that. This journey is about um, learning this process to alchemize your fear-based energy into love, align closer to your truth and everything you desire. And in so doing, loving yourself and understanding yourself on the deepest level possible. Um, And so, you know, knowing that, and if you can trust and believe in that, no, well, then it's, it's not bad that I'm not physically with my twin flame right now, because everything is perfect. My soul's orchestrating everything. My soul, you know, is perfect. It's miraculous. It doesn't mess up. Everything is, ha- it's orchestrating is for a reason. Even if my mind can't figure that out, because my mind can't conceive of like a fraction of what my soul is capable of. Um, and, you know, if you just trust and believe in that, and that's another part of loving yourself, trusting and believing in yourself as a soul and that your soul does is doing everything and it's all perfect. Right. And that does take some blind faith. It does. Mm-hmm. But the more you do it, the more you're going to get evidence of that in your physical world that, wow, this is really happening. So if we no longer believe that something's bad, like say, you know, oh, my twin flame's not with me right now. That's bad. Take a step back out of that and be like, no, wait, that's not bad because my soul orchestrated it. So even if I don't know why, I have to trust and believe that it's for the best right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so and really it is it's so that you can you have the time and space to do the work of doing that. <laughs> exactly what mm-hmm. I explained, because you can't do that when your twin flames right there, because there's, you know, your fear based push energy would just be going nuts and not, you know, you'd be right. so swept away in that and the feelings towards that. But then when you don't believe that something's bad, all of a sudden your feelings about it uh, vanish. And then you just feel neutral. You just feel neutral. And that's what balance is. And that's that's how your soul feels. It's calm. It's peace. It's neutral. You know, it's, it's just joy and bliss and perfection. And that's, that's where you get to. Um, And you can deal with any thought you have. And just to prove my point, even more in case people are like doubtful that everything that happens in our physical world, nothing is good or bad. Nothing. Despite what society says, despite what our limiting beliefs say, despite what our families have told us or our religions or anything like that. Nothing is good or bad. Everything is neutral. Every event, every person, everything. It's everyone's mind, fear-based energy, that filters something and judges it as good or bad. To give an example, the bride on her wedding day, it's raining and storming and, you know, there's a cyclone going by or something. Well, <laughs> um, she might be think that's bad because, you know, she had a nice, beautiful outdoor wedding. Bad omen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the farmer down the street on the other side of town, whose crops have been dying of drought, guess what? Is welcoming the rain, doing a rain dance because, you know, it's his good, crops yeah. need rain. So it's good. So it's not the event of the rain that's good or bad, right? It's mm-hmm. just each person's own filter or judgment of it that makes it so. Everything is neutral. And, you know, it's just our, the nature of our fear-based energy that has to have duality, that has to put something in, col- in one column of bad or one column of good. But that determines how we feel. And so if we can stop the judging of anything, we become neutral. And that's when, you know, we're, we're in our soul and, and our soul can then bring in everything that, that we really, truly desire and resonate with. 
So when when we become when you know <laughs> when when we become neutral, um, that allows the the twin flame journey to go on. Our soul then is uh, well. I guess the twin um, twin flame journey is going on anyway, no matter what our mind oh, yeah. is doing. But um, in our ability to be neutral, um, does that? help or facilitate or bring us closer to it. Yes, because every time we do that and we no longer are buying what our fear-based energy is is selling, we're no longer feeding it. Mm-hmm. Whenever we are believing what our thoughts, that our thoughts are bad or good, that's all the fear-based energy that's deciding, telling us to believe this is bad, this is good. But if we can take a step back out of that and we're no longer believing or buying into good or bad and we're just neutralizing it, That means we're no longer feeding our fear-based energy. When we feed our fear-based energy, remember, it pushes out onto our twin flame, who then pulls away in tandem. Okay. But when we stop feeding it, we stop pushing it out. Mm -hmm. And the more we do that, the smaller and smaller it gets. If it can't feed, it can't grow. And instead, it shrinks, it shrinks, it shrinks, it shrinks until suddenly then, oh my gosh, there's no more fear-based energy actively there. And there's our twin flame there. And as long as we can maintain that, we can be their twin flames physically, you know, for as long as how we can does, maintain. How does it work out when someone comes in and says, I'm going to do this process because I want my twin flame back? It can't work out because that's already <laughs> your mind yeah. focusing on that. The whole point yeah. of doing this neutral thing is eventually going to get to the point. Um, and not, obviously, ascension will be like that with everything. But and it is a process. This whole thing is a process. It's not mm-hmm. just one and done, you know. Yay, my twin flame's back now. Text at me, so we're good. <laughs> we, we can forget yeah. about all this and jump right back into like you know a relationship with them. No, because then that's going to push them right away again. It's a process, mm-hmm. um, and it's because again, the goal. There's no goal to be with your twin flame. That's not the soul is doing this journey for you to learn about yourself uh, through your twin flame. Your twin flame's, you know. Yeah showing you yourself, this part of yourself that you need to see. But um, tell me about yeah, so, the difference between twin flames and soulmates. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So twin flames, remember, two people, one soul, two bodies, mm-hmm. one soul. A soulmate is just like it implies it's a mate of your soul. So another soul that resonates to some degree or another with your soul. Um, the most common, um, you know, connotation for soulmate would be like a romantic one. Right. But really, any living thing, all living things have a soul. And so really, any living thing that comes into your physical existence resonates with your soul to some degree or another. So there's some type of soulmate. So, yes, there's romantic, loving lover soulmates, but then there's also family members, friends, uh, the strangers that cross by your path and some degree or other soulmates, even pets are soulmates. Mm-hmm. So so soulmates is a close vibration, but it's not it's not the other. It's not your soul. Right. Exactly. It's not yeah. your soul. And the thing is, a lot of people, so there's soulmates that can be so closely resonant. They're never exactly resonant. Only your twin flame is that in the whole entire history of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. No one else shares that with you. But they can be closely enough resonance where you feel the same type of um, feelings, like the buildup type feelings with the twin flame. Right. You can feel those kind of things with a close resonant soulmate. And that's where so many people get confused because, you know, they'll look up, oh, uh, signs for twin flames. And if you Google signs for twin flames, it's all about the, the good part. I say, you know, I shouldn't be judging, but, you know, the part before <laughs> the, the push pull goes into effect. Oh, mm-hmm. we feel like you feel like home. You feel like you've met them before. You've never felt so close with someone. This person really gets you. The sex is incredible. All that. Well, you can have all of that with a close resonant soulmate. So that's mm-hmm. not really what the signs of a twin flame journey are. The signs are 
only definitively what I mentioned before, obsessive thoughts, core wounds, pain. And then the third one is doubt. Always, a, there's always gonna be vestiges of doubt, even as you see this working. Even you, no, that's not my twin flame. That can't be what this is. This is not what's going on because doubt is fear. And until it's all balanced out, there's always gonna be some little tiny vestige of doubt in there. It's with everyone. And it's hard to recognize in a physical way, recognize your twin flame. This is a soul recognition. Oh, yeah, you don't, right. right yeah, yeah, so physically, you're not really, oh, you're my twin flame. No. You're, you're not recognizing. Yeah, it's no one just knows. A, yeah. a gut. Uh, comfort and home, or do you even get that? You might not even feel that. You don't have to feel it. I mean, everyone's journey yeah. is unique and individual, how it plays out physically. That includes in the physical feelings and emotions. That includes, uh, you know, how the relationship is. Not everyone has to be romantically involved with their twin flame for the twin flame journey to happen. We've had many people who just worked with their twin flames or were friends with their twin flames. Uh, you know, then there's people who are married to their twin flames for 20 years. All of a sudden, they had soul recognition and their whole marriage went to They weren't ready were, for it. Yeah. They didn't know that they were twin flames. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the soul just died right then and there. You know, it's just everyone's journey is unique and individual, how it plays out physically. But it, what's exactly the same is the energy, what's going on with the energy behind it. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows where to get hold of you. There is so much here. And as you said, so simple, but at the same time. Hard to get to. So um, where can they, where can our listeners get hold of you? Sure. They can visit the website, my website, uh, bewithyourtwinflame.com. Uh, we also have a, um, a lot of content on our YouTube channel, Be With Your Twin Flame, Instagram, at Be With Your Twin Flame. We're on Facebook. Um, El Hari is my Facebook page. We have a Be With Your Twin Flame Facebook group that's open to the public. And then, um, yeah, the book they can get, all my books they can find on Amazon under El Hari. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And you have classes, so they'll be on your website and everything else. People can sign up for the classes. Well, um, well, no, we like to talk to people before they sign up. We have free, okay. um, free clarity consultation with one of our coaches just to make sure, you know, they're, they're on a swimming journey that, you know, our program's right for them. We also have in. downloads. I do have downloads. Yeah. My do-it-yourself system is available on the website. Oh, that's great. So there, there's downloads. Um, okay. Do you have download. anything coming up that you want to tell everybody about? Or just well, tune in to what you have going on right now. Yeah. Oh, we also have a podcast, by the way, Twin Flame Truth, wherever you get your oh, podcast. So people can listen to that if they're into that. Um, yeah. Uh, we have a winter solstice special starting on December 21st. It will go for about a week, probably uh, five days to a week. And it's our downloads I talked about. Um, we do it every year. It's a huge thing. Um, they're, what are they? 60% off. So mm-hmm. 60% and this off. is December 21st, but yeah. 2021, because right. this Winter podcast solstice. can be out there. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 2021. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We usually we're do gonna... it every year. So if you're in 2022 or 2023. Oh, okay. Good. Wait for <laughs> December 21st. December, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably do it that year too. Okay. Yeah. Al, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And it has been enlightening to me. I really was in a muddle trying to figure out what Twin Flames was. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so And great. have a great weekend and a great holiday. You too. Thank you. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.